Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Nita, and this is a podcast where we talk about something either you or I or both of us want to talk about. This week, we're talking about something neither of us want to talk about. Time. We're talking about time because I was I was just thinking earlier today about, you know, time and how much time things take up. And I wanted to look up some data on like average times that it takes for people to do things and see if I did that every day for my whole life, what percentage of my life would just be doing that thing. So that's what I did. I looked up the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. They have a like news release. I think they do this every year, but they did it this past year on the American Time Use Survey. It basically takes statistics of how long people spend doing things. And they did specifically, you know, based in December of 2019 and 2020 to look at and compare the changes uh, in people's behaviors. So I took the average times that they gave me across, you know, all ages, races, etc. and just did the general average. So yeah, I don't have many numbers. I, I'm bad at math. If you didn't know, I <laughs> used Excel to do this. So we'll see if it's correct. But I have a couple numbers I wanted to go through. And then I was just going to read through the report because some of it's kind of interesting. And I'm probably wrong about why the numbers are the way they are. But I have a lot of opinions. So we're going to go through it anyway. Before we go through the actual report step by step, I took a couple of the statistics that they had and I tried to just math them into percentage of hours and percentage of minutes in my life had I been doing them every day or every hour for my whole life. So I did it based off of today's date, Friday to August 13th. You can tell I'm filming this before Friday, August 13th, because it does go up at 6 a.m. Yay. But essentially, at this point in life, I'm about 26.7 years old, 321 months old, specifically 9,755 days old. Have fun figuring out what my birthday is. And that expands into hours, minutes, seconds. I did it specifically off of days when I was calculating. That's why that's the first whole number. And I used these numbers to help calculate percentages of my life I've spent doing these things. So the five things I picked out were hours worked in a day at a job, minutes commuting per day to said job, hours spent on sports and leisure activities per day. They did break this down into like TV watching, computer time, sports and stuff, but I just did the overall hours of sports and leisure activities. Hours doing chores or like things you know, taking care of the house, the garden, yourself, whatever. And the last one is hours spent alone per day. That one I specifically called out because obviously in 2020, started working from home. So I've spent a lot more hours alone than I used to. A lot of these also take into account just like awake hours. So I think the hours spent alone per day is just awake hours because technically when you're asleep, I guess you could be sleeping next to someone, but you're still only with your own conscious. So I don't know how that counts. But I'm presuming they mean hours spent alone per day of the waking hours. We'll see. On the first statistic, so the average number of hours worked in a day at a job for a person is 7.7 hours in 2020. So that, for my lifetime, for the amount of days that I have lived, 
equals out to 75,113.5 hours, which I then, you know, took over the total hours of my life. And 32.08% of my life has been spent on work, which I argue that's under underscoring it because this is hours a day at a job. And like, yes, a lot of my day does go in my job now. But as a child, you're learning. And I don't think learning ever stops. So I would also count in the hours that you're learning. So really, a lot of our time goes to our job. Just so you guys know, obviously, I wasn't I didn't have a job as a baby besides surviving. But uh, if you work, you know, 26.7 years of your life, just know that 32% of those 26.7 years, if you never take a day off ever, is spent working. That's a lot of your time just spent working. Oof. That's all I have on that statistic. It just makes me sad, but I mean, it, it makes sense uh, with the fact that America has the eight-hour workday. The next one is the number of minutes commuting per day. This obviously went down from 2019 to 2020 with a lot of more people working from home. I actually did not commute starting mid-March, so my number became zero, but the average time is 47 minutes commuting per day. That is back and forth. And man, I wish that was my commute time when I was actually commuting to work. I think mine was closer to an hour, probably. It's a lot of time, a lot of time spent commuting. But if I were to do that every day for my whole life, it would be 458,485 minutes for my whole life, which is approximately 3. 26% of my life, which seems small compared to the amount of hours worked. But when you think about it, that's 3% of my life I can never get back that I'm spent commuting. Obviously, again, didn't commute as a baby. There was nowhere to go. But just thinking about it, if you work every day and you have to commute and you commute every single day, this is the time spent in commuting. That's a lot of time commuting. And this is just the average for humans in the U.S. based in 2020. Oof. The third statistic that I took was the hours spent on sports and leisure activities per day. This came out to an average of 5.5 hours. As I said, it includes doing sports, watching TV, being on the computer, whatever, all that jazz. And if you take it over my whole life, that would be 53,652.5 hours spent in my life doing sports and leisure things. And as much as I want to argue it's probably more than that, it's probably honestly less than that. This comes out to be 22.92% of my life would be spent leisuring or doing sports. I think I recall this includes working out. I might be wrong on that. But if it does, then I think that's accurate because I do work out every day for more time than I'm willing to admit. I just don't think that my leisure activities get to be 5.5 hours every single day, you know, because work. But I, I think it's also hard to quantify leisure activity if you do it the same way I do, where you kind of spread leisure activity throughout the day with like 10-minute 10, 10 bursts of like getting on TikTok or Twitter or watching a YouTube video or part of a TV show or like, you know, just sprint working out or something. <laughs> 
it's harder to quantify that. So I don't, maybe I do secretly get 5.5 hours spent on sports and leisure activities per day, but it definitely does not feel like it. Um, that's, you know, except including revenge bedtime procrastination. But I digress. The next statistic I have is that people are spending 2.4 hours doing chores. So this is specifically for women. I remember this one is different um, because men, even in the pandemic times, are still doing less chores than women by quite a significant amount, even though both of men and women have start increased the amount of chores they've been doing since the pandemic has started. This 2.4 hours doing chores every single day equates out to 23,412 hours in life and is 10% of my life spent doing chores. I think this also includes like cooking, cleaning, you know, all of the necessary things, housework, garden work, whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's accurate. I think a lot of our time is spent doing chores, but I, I'm going to take a stand on this. I think that's good. I am someone who would rather do chores and things to take care of myself than spend my day working. And I don't, I don't know how other people feel about that, but this is my controversial opinion. I would rather work less in a day and do more chores rather than have somebody else do my chores and work more in a day. I feel like working is like producing an outcome mostly for somebody else, usually. That's how my job is set up, is I work to create a product that will be given to another person by means by which I also get money back from my job. Chores and stuff, though, is very neutral of it's something I do for myself to either make it easier on myself in the future or make my life a little better in some way, shape, or form. And I gain from it positively, even if I don't feel like I am. I know a lot of us hate chores. It feels like it's just exhausting, but I really like doing them because at the end, I have an end product that is better than it started. For example, I hate cleaning my bathroom. I It's, it's one of my least favorite tasks, but I have started feeling very neutral towards it slash happy because once I clean my bathroom, I have a clean bathroom and I like using a clean bathroom. So I will gladly spend more time doing chores and cleaning my own bathroom rather than debugging a part of a system that I was somebody else designed. Like I, I would much rather do chores, unpopular opinion, done. So I'm okay with it taking 10% of my life. I compared to the 3% of commuting to my job, that one puts me in pain. And then the last one I have is the amount of hours spent alone per day. So this one has become a lot recently. I'm going to point this out. So the number and statistic on this is people who live alone have been spending 11.3 hours alone per day in 2020. And I actually spent probably more than that because for a part of my year, I didn't even have a roommate for like two to three months. And I call my parents every day and I hang out with my friends online most days in 2020. But a large majority of my time was spent alone. So 11.3 hours does not surprise me. The thing that's surprising to me is that is... 110,231.5 hours in life spent alone total, all of the hours. And that amounts out to 
47% of my life spent alone. I'm presuming again that this is waking hours because again, when you're asleep, technically alone, there's like no way to be with people while asleep. Like I don't care if your body is sleeping next to another person's body, like that person's mind is somewhere else also. So I'm presuming this is waking hours spent alone per day. And that's a lot. That's a lot to take in that 48% of my life have I, if I continue spending it the way that we do during this pandemic, is spent alone. It's also very reassuring, though, because I think it shows I have grown to really like myself and I like hanging out with myself. If I didn't, I think this 47% of my life would be very unhappy. But it's really fun. I actually really enjoy spending time on my own, doing things on my own. So it's a it's a weird statistic to see, but it's not unwelcome, if that makes sense. And those are the five that I pulled and actually did the math on. Hopefully I did those right. I'm not going to give you guys any information on how to calculate it for me besides all of the numbers, obviously. So if you want to check me, please do. But I think this article is pretty interesting. And if you'd like to check it out, like I definitely suggest it. It breaks down a lot of different statistics. And the overall report is pretty interesting. But the, the information in the tables is pretty, pretty interesting. Just kind of noting that we have spent less time last year, obviously, buying goods and services, like because we were mostly in our homes or we were trying to go out a lot less and there were also stores closed for parts of the year. There's a lot less for us to buy and do outside. That does not mean we were eating and drinking less. We still ate and drank food, so that's good. I'm glad people are still taking care of themselves. Kind of weird. They think we slept more last year. I don't know how they got that statistic. But one of the things I find very interesting is that across the board, people have spent more time on self-care and caring for themselves and loved ones. I think the ability to be home and kind of not have to go into work every day has given us time to focus on ourselves, which is really nice. I know, at least personally, I've learned to cook, as you can tell by two of the recipe readings we've had. Almost time for a third. Everybody get excited. But I've learned to cook and crochet, and I have a better grasp on the things that I own and how to clean and everything. And I don't think I would have gotten that had I been going into work every day you know, nine to five, nine to six, really, nine to seven sometimes, and then coming home, sleeping and getting up and doing it again. I think being at home for long periods of time has really, at least personally, helped me to learn a lot of these things that I probably wouldn't have learned and learned how to do self-care a lot. One of the things I think is interesting is that this study tries to break out the different groups. So like people who do commute versus people who don't you know, part-time, full-time workers, different ages and everything, just to see how the work-related activities and stuff kind of changed. They also did a good job of breaking out the different types of employment. I didn't even see this the first time I looked at it, and how they've changed. Obviously, service-related jobs went down in 2020, as did sale. Office and administrative went up, which makes sense. One of the ones I didn't think about was that farming, fishing, and forestry went up. Construction also went down, but production went down. 
Transportation and material moving, though, stayed pretty consistent slash went up a little bit, which makes sense because we had to get goods and services to people. It's not like people just disappeared off the face of the planet. But really, the fact that farming, fishing, and forestry went up was really interesting to me. Some of it is just that uh, they don't have some of the data, but some of it is the average work hours increased for farmers, fishers, and foresters by, like, quite a significant amount. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense to me that some industries will grow, but I just hadn't realized that that would be a thing. Yeah, some of this data I also can't relate to. Some of it is uh, taking care of individuals, including like children. And uh, since I don't have a child, it doesn't make any sense to look at any of that. One of the things that occurred to me while looking at it was that people's level of self-care increased a lot more dramatically on non-U.S. holiday days. So I think that's very telling of, how we take care of ourselves and prioritize like ourselves and what's going on in our lives. Yeah. So if you guys want to take a look at that, I find it really interesting to look at like just what people are doing, how they're spending their time, how it compares to you. I, a lot of it's not going to make a lot of sense because I feel like statistics are hard to like pull from and completely understand without the much larger picture. So, yeah, definitely take a look. I'll I'll add it below. But that's it for the main topic this week. For the sidebar, I'm going to quickly answer a question that Greenwell asked. Last week, I accidentally uh, was talking about my bean dip. Um, and Greenwell asked uh, uh, about, um, I don't actually have a recipe for bean dip. I'm not going to lie. But there's a fun story that comes out of this. Because I always say things and then never actually think about them. When I was a kid, we used to go to a family friend's house a lot for like all the holidays, any big prayer times. Um, There was just somebody who like I distinctly remember going to their house. I remember the layout of the house. I remember that we used to pray in the basement because that was the largest area that could hold the most amount of people. And then we'd come upstairs And there'd be food in the kitchen and like a whole patio area for people to sit at. Their garden was really pretty. And my favorite thing about going to their house was eating the seven layer dip. It wasn't fully seven layers, but it was one of the best dips I'd ever had. And so when I got older, I wanted to try to make it. And I still haven't found the right recipe, but I tried so many seven layer dips trying to recreate this dip I ate as a kid and I really, really liked. One of the things I learned is that it's not a true seven layer dip, but I can tell you, I used to like fill at least a quarter of my plate with this stuff and then have like little Tostito scoops, but it definitely had refried beans, cheese, salsa, and guacamole. And I remember just really loving this dip. I don't know why, but I would like get that in samosas and that was like, good and then people would be like you need to get more food and I would get more food and it was all delicious but like that's all I really wanted to eat as a child so yeah that's uh the origin of the the bean dip that came into my head because I don't actually have a bean dip recipe sorry to disappoint but I'll do a recipe reading soon and we can talk about things that aren't bean dip I hope that works I truly don't have a bean dip recipe I don't even have like a, a recipe for a spread that I would suggest um I just use regular spreads that other people make me. So, sorry. But 
On that note, I'm going to go make myself a peanut butter banana honey sandwich because that sounds really good. And I did not make the peanut butter, so it's probably really good. Thank you, Greenwell, for making the sidebar a thing this week. But that's it. It's a very short episode this week. I hope you all enjoy. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, ideas for UFO sightings that I could make up, please let me know at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52 bit podcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. That's all I have this week. Thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you later. Bye.